Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, welcome to the Gap Church. My name is Dara David Ropotusin. I am a part of the words team here at the Gap Church. Welcome, if this is your first time worshiping with us in person or online, welcome to the Gap Church. We're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And we've been in a series called Trenches. Trenches, trenches, trenches. And today is our last Sunday of Trenches, man. Man, God has brought us so far. Can we just make some noise for that? <laughs> so I'm going I'm to play a little game before I even get into it. I want someone, because there's a prize. I want someone who is confident that knows no cheating, that knows every single title of the messages from trenches. <laughs> Raise up your hand if you know every single, wow, every single title. Mm, I want to see somebody else. Okay. Hmm. We're in the sixth week, so maybe four out of the five weeks. Mercy. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh huh. Hey. Okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Cool. See me after service. You're gonna get a gap shirt. So we got you. <laughs> All of you have been you've been holding your money from the gap shirts. That was a free one there, bro. <laughs> Either way, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been on the series Trenches, and of course, it's the last week, and I'm super excited to bring the word this uh, afternoon. I'm very grateful. I'm very blessed, but let's just go ahead and hop into the scripture. I want us to turn our Bible to 1 Samuel 31, 1 Samuel 31, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 4 and verses 11 to 13. If you're there, say there. If you're there, say there. Y'all waiting for that screen. Y'all really be waiting for that screen. 1 Samuel 31. There? Cool. All right, cool. I'm reading from the New King James Version. So, verse 1. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. Then the Philistines followed hard after Saul and his sons, and the Philistines killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Mal, yeah, that's a mouthful, um, Saul's son. The battle became fierce against Saul. The archers hit him, and he was severely wounded by the archers. Verse 4, then Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised men come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell on it. We skip down to verse 11 now. Now, when the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, verse 12, all the valiant men arose and traveled all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Beth Shan. And they came to Jabesh and burned them there. Verse 13, and they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree of Jabesh and fasted seven days. Bless the reading of the word. Today my message is called, Have You Heard the News? 
have you heard the news? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord. We just pray as this message goes forth, God, that you use me, Lord. I ask for your Holy Spirit, God, to influence everything I say, everything I speak to your children, God. And for those that are hearing, Lord, we pray our hearts are fertile, Heavenly Father, God, for your word, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, for anyone that's coming here with a need or some sort, God. We just pray, Heavenly Father, God, that you meet that need in this coming week. Amen. Cool. So have you heard the news? Everybody say that. Have you heard the news? So over the past few weeks, we've been talking about churches, like I said. And in this series, uh, we've learned a couple of things, more than a couple, of course. Uh, the importance of building up our trench to make sure that it's, it's not like a flimsy trench. It's a, a good trench. By the way, if this is your first time and you don't know what trench is, <laughs> let me just define that for you. Uh, the trench that we're talking about is our spiritual strategy, our strategy for warfare, just in case you're joining us online or this is your first time. So we've been learning to equip our trench. We also learned that it's not just about equipping the trench, but equipping ourselves, right? Uh, we also learned about the body, the importance of every single aspect of the body last week, of the body of Christ. And of course, understanding our strategy. And of course, you know, not to abandon your trench. <laughs> but the question I was asking, you know, when I was uh, given this task to share a word was almost like, um, do we just fight for our freedom in our trenches? Is it just for us? Do we just do this for our spiritual growth only? Is our trench just for our gain? Um, and we'll get back to that. <laughs> so, context of the scripture we just read. So, over the past few weeks, we've been reading from 1 Samuel, and it all leads up to this last chapter. Uh, Samuel had prophesied that Saul would eventually, not only his kingdom be taken away from him, but even his life and his son's life uh, be taken away from him. So we find ourselves in the midst of battle. Uh, the Philistines are going ham, <laughs> and they're specifically targeting Saul. At this moment, they have killed Saul's three sons, including David's best friend, Jonathan. And Saul is in a position where he is injured. He is um, he's dejected. He's, he's afraid, but he wants to make sure that <clears throat> ain't nobody going to abuse him. Ain't nobody going to just step on his name like that. And, <laughs> I mean, that's cool, you know, being very, like, you know, being gutta gutta, you know, all the way till death. Okay, you know, gangster, gangster, you know how we do. So Saul finds himself in a situation where he is now faced with the reality that his time has come to an end. And what happens is <laughs> uh, there is some theories that this may not be true, but basically what happens is that he realizes that, okay, I'm going to die, let's be real. So my armor bearer, hey, armor bearer, please kill me. Just kill me. I don't want to be in the hands of the enemy where they will do who knows what to me. So I'd rather you kill me. Armor bearers in, in history are the ones that are closest to, uh, to the king and they carry their armor and they go to war with them. And in the scripture, the armor bearer is like, no, can't do that. So um, what may seem kind of weird in the scripture, but I mean, I'm not in the army like that, but I know it's a thing where if you have the potential of being a prisoner of war, some people will actually just commit suicide. And so Saul does that. He commits suicide, and then the armor bearer does the same, follows suit. And what happens now is, <laughs> 
we find ourselves in a situation where the Philistines have now conquered Saul, his sons, and we have what could have been just laying on the ground. So what is so unique about the news? Today in this message, I'm going to break it down in three ways. The news, our hearing, and our response. The news, our hearing, and our response. So what is so powerful about the news? We watch the news every day, right? I mean, do we? I don't know. Shade Room is the news, I guess, right? <laughs> I don't know. Shade Room is the news. Spiritual Word is the news. So I guess we watch the news. Or we look at the news. Okay. You know, uh, but the, the importance of news is the intentional. It's basically just supposed to give us information. That's what news is for. It's supposed to inform us of just something. That's, that's what it is. It's just news. Hey, Kennedy. The weather is going to be 75 degrees tomorrow. That's the news. That's it. Timmy Lane. Wow, you're wearing red. That's, that's just news to her. I mean, but obviously she already knows. But it's just to inform people, inform the audience, or form whoever it's going towards of information. So where the news changes, though, is where the intention of the person providing the news changes. I'll repeat that again. Where the news changes is where the intention of whoever's providing the news is changing. So if my intention is to tell Kennedy that it's going to be 75 degrees tomorrow so that I can make sure he's scared that all he has packed in his bag is just long clothes and he's going to be really hot, that's what the news is going to be. I'm going to say it in a way for some reason like, bro, it's 75 degrees tomorrow, bro. My intention is to let him know that, bro, it's about to be hot tomorrow, bro. With what you wearing, bro, it's about to be hot tomorrow. You know? So when my intention changes or whoever is giving the news changes, the intention changes, that's when the intentionality of the news changes. We see this all the time on social media where we, for some reason, guys, we just went through a pandemic. Come on, y'all know this. Every single day for the past two years, wear a mask, get the shot, think that, they're telling this, us this with the intention that we go and act. That's why they kept on repeating it over and over and over and over and over again. <clears throat> See, but the ultimate reality is that the news actually has meaning depending on who is hearing it. It depends on who is hearing it. Of course, it can be distorted through pacing, tone, all sorts of things. So, cool, that's the news. Now, hearing, everybody say hearing. Specifically, hearing the news. To know that the news is all around, but it's another thing to actually hear the news. How many of y'all watch CNN? <laughs> my guy said, <laughs> he said, <laughs> it's okay, y'all don't got to. But my thing is that there's always news, but we may not hear it, we may not pay attention to it. Cool. But see, hearing is important because the thing is that it doesn't matter how many news outlets there are, if there aren't ears to hear, they are worthless. Why is it important? Hearing leads to the heart. Hearing leads to your heart. So whatever, people put out news with the intention that hopefully you will hear it and you'll think about it and it will become a part of you. The goal of news is to make sure that you think about the news. The goal of news is to make sure that you think about the news. So, 
Hearing, though, can lead to a reaction. Hearing can lead to a reaction. See, the way I hear the news, though, can even distort my reaction. The way I hear the news can distort my reaction. I'll give an example. Teelan, bruh, there's a 75% off sale going on at HM right now. See, there's one thing for me to say that, and there's another thing for me to say, Teelan, bro, there is a 75% off sale going on at HM, girl. Bro, see, here's the thing. The first time I said it, Teelan gonna be like, all right, cool. The second time, she's probably gonna be like, hmm. <laughs> That's a 75. <laughs> and after Teelan leaves talking to me, she may be thinking about like, oh yeah, like, bro, he was definitely hyped about that. Let me go check it out. Let me go check out that sale. But you see, another way her reaction can change is based off of the position in her life of what I'm saying. So I can say to Teelan, hey, there's a 75% off sale going on at H&M. And here's the thing. If Teelan has been trying to save money and be frugal, that can be a trigger point. Shut up, shut up. Shut up. You're talking too much. But let's say Teelan has been saving to add some more fire pieces to her closet. A word. Say less. You know, don't forget to at me when you buy the clothes, you know. <laughs> See, the way we hear things is based off of our positioning. The way we hear things is based off of our positioning. That is why when one word is said and it reaches a thousand ears, it goes differently for each person because their position can distort what the news's intentionality is for. That's just it. Now, your response. Your response. So, why am I saying all of this? You know? How does this have to do with this story, you know? Scripture. Because the news, hearing, and your response are all tied. You see in the scripture, what's very important for us to realize is that the news of Saul's death went everywhere. Everywhere. Everybody say everywhere. Everywhere. The Shade Room, CNN. Fox 4, everything. It was everywhere. Everybody knew about it. Like I said, everybody responded in a different way. People were crying. People were laughing. People were, but it went everywhere. It went throughout the land. It was a talk of the town. It was a talk in the marketplaces. You know, I don't know what language you're speaking, you know, at that point, but, you know, bro, you hear Saul's dead? I heard Saul's dead. Wow. It was the news of the town. And why is this important? Because as people hear the news, we are expected to react in some way. See, what I started to realize is that everyone heard the news of Saul, but only one group reacted in the right way. I'll say it again. The news was going everywhere. It reached many ears, but for some reason, only one group heard the news and thought to themselves, man, I need to react in not just a scared way. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be scared. I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to be. I need to react in the just way. I need to react in the right way for this situation. You see, the inhabitants of Jabesh, when they realized that Saul's body was, being manip- was just being mocked in all sorts of manners, it, they came to the realization that, you know what? 
He can't go out like that. He can't go out like that. They've been talking all about it, but he can't go out like that. Why am I saying this? Because as believers, I've realized that for some reason, when we hear the news, our response isn't in, in, in the right Christian-like way. What am I saying? I'm saying this. I'm saying, you see, a lot of times we want to know all the facts. I don't think we need to know all the facts to pray. I don't think we need to know all the, the, the nitty-gritty things to just pray. That's literally what we're, that, that's what our call is as believers, you know. I don't think I need to, <clears throat> I don't think I need to know the person for me to prioritize it in, my, in, my, in my, my quiet time. My thing is that we're all kingdom people, so my thing is that if one person's going through something, if I hear about it, I would hope that my response is not, hey, like, tell me what, what happened, what happened? No, 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 bet, I got you. I'll just pray about it. You ain't got to know the person. You see, for some reason, I started to realize that our reaction to the news is a reflection of how we've built our trench. Our reaction to the news is an imagery of what our trench looks like. You see, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit was revealing to me that in the scripture, the destiny of people was determined by how they reacted to the news. <laughs> Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming. So his reaction was to climb the tree and see who this man was. The woman with the issue of blood, she heard Jesus was coming to the temple. Her reaction was that, you know what, I need to, this is my chance. Our reactions are more pivotal than we think. Why is it that people always come to you for the news or come to you to share the news? You need to check why they're, why they're coming to you. <laughs> the news that you're hearing, does it, does it lock in with your assignment? People come to you and they're like, brah, if you know what, why this one person, blah, 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 you know, she's been wilding all around, bro. Saw this party yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Bet. That's crazy, bro. You know, I was just talking about that too. I was talking about, and before you know it, as a believer, you're the one that's spreading more news. We're spreading more news when we're the ones that are supposed to be providing a solution to the news in our prayer room. When we hear the news, what are we doing? Good or bad, guys. <clears throat> Stop trying to prioritize. Stop trying to prioritize. You know, this person has a problem, but, you know, we ain't really on talking terms. But this person, you know, we good. This person, God is faithful, man. I'll just, you know, the, you know the cliche lines. I just pray that God will just, you know. I just pray for how, you know. You're not even, you're just saying, I just pray for that, you know. God will just, will just help out, you know, just help him out, you know. That God will settle him, you know. <laughs> See, but the reality is that <clears throat> when we hear the news, like, we have to realize, because I was thinking about this more and more, the peak, <laughs> the peak of, our, of our trench, of our secret place, is when we are at a position that we can now commit many, many more people's things into God's hands. A lot of, been, have been, a lot of us have been idle in our trenches. <clears throat> We've conquered one thing. We've conquered anxiety. We've conquered the, the, the feeling of loneliness. We've conquered the lust, whatever it is. And we don't know what to do anymore. 
We're just chilling in the trench. Chilling in the trench. Hey, chilling. That's all we're doing. We're just chilling in the trench. Here's the thing. I bet you if you go to three of your friends and ask them what they need prayer for, I bet you you'll be right back in that trench praying up a storm. We don't realize that every single day something is brought to our table as believers and our response is we're supposed to pray, but in fact, we're doing something else. We're doing something completely different. I don't care who it is, guys. I don't care who it is in this room. If I hear something about you, whatever it is, even if I don't agree with it, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. Because here's the thing. I don't know if I'm the only one that's hearing the news that's going to act in the right way. That's what happened in the story. Everyone heard the news, but only one group of people reacted in the honorable way, the justified way, the way that brings honor to Saul. There's more than one person in this room, so I can imagine if in the Metroplex, if the news hit our church, how that can move this this city into a whole different dimension. We've numbed ourselves as believers. I'm going to say it again. We've numbed ourselves as believers. We have numbed ourselves to what is happening in this world. And all we say is that, you know, we're in the last days. Does this say that in the last days we should stop praying? Yeah, we know, we know what's going to happen, but does that mean that we should just give away our authority as spiritual beings, our authority as believers, our authority in our secret place. (laughs) We hear something is happening in Russia or in Ukraine, and we're like, man, that's crazy. Donate, donate, share post, share post. I don't care if it has nothing to do with you. Pray. We are people that are supposed to fill the gap. (laughs) What have you been filling the gap with? You hear something in your family, you know your auntie, she's, man, her husband has left her, God forbid, but, you know, her husband has left her, I always knew it was going to happen, she, the way she just talks, you know, she just talks anyhow, you know, just talks anyhow, and you just be saying that, I know mom, I know, that's, uh-uh, no, 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 it don't matter if you agree with the person or not, when you go back to your room, God, please take care of them. God, be with them in this time. Because if you're in that position, (laughs) the amount of prayers, the amount of support that you would like, (laughs) we get so upset about our news going out and people reacting in such negative ways, but here's the thing, when news comes to us, we are just as bad. We are just as bad. The Holy Spirit was revealing to me that, you see, our posture and our aspect, like us, us as, as believers, you see, when the news comes to us, we go to our secret place and we create more news, good news that is going to come out. I think it's just so amazing that the Bible is referred to as the good news because it's like whatever, as believers, we're supposed to be providing good news. You see, when someone comes to you, a friend or a, a, a family member, or you hear something, it can be bad news. But here's the thing, because of your trench is amazing, because you have a deep relationship with Christ, by the time you bring it to the secret place, it's coming back out as good news. We've released the authority we have in the secret place. We've become passive Christians. The news just passed through us. The news literally just passed through us. 
<laughs> have you ever, I don't know, I, I always think about this. Why am I hearing this? Why are they telling me this? Why are they, are they telling me this situation? Why are they bringing this thing to my table? Is it because they just want me to know, I'm sorry, I'm not about fruitless conversations anymore. So why are you bringing something to me now? Okay, you're bringing something to me. What am I going to do with it? I have a choice. Can we make the right decisions now, guys? You say, because <laughs> the news went to everybody in the scripture. But it's about those that take the decision. That take the decision. Make the decision, the right decision. <laughs> the biblical decision. The holy decision. The brother-sister decision. And here's what I'll, I don't know why the Holy Spirit just puts on me, but you have to realize that the decision that you're going to have to make not going to be cute. It's not going to be great all the time. You see, in scripture it says that when, when, they, when they realized what was happening, the inhabitants of Gilead, in the scripture, verse 12, it says, All the valiant men arose and traveled all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Beth Shan. Why this is important is because they took the decision that they were going to do something about it. But here's the thing. That was a risky mission. That was a very risky mission. Your response to the news can be very risky. I know, we're, I know we're all about the, I don't know what kind of demons they fight, and I don't want to mess with them. But you think spiritual war, look at your spiritual warfare. It ain't cute. If you're trying to save your family, you think it's going to be cute? You better own generations. Come on. It ain't going to be cute. Nothing is cute when it comes to spiritual warfare. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be cute. But here's the thing. It takes, it takes a level of courage. It takes a level of of understanding why am I in this position? What will my response be? What will my response be? <laughs> and you see, I think as humans, I want to be believers, humans, we need to just, we just need to wipe off the lens of judgment when we hear things, because even when I look at Jesus, you know, Jesus didn't really, he didn't really want to know all the details of the person. He didn't really, if there was a stripper, cool. If there was a thief, cool. If there was a scammer, okay, cool. I, you didn't come to me for all that. You came to me for something. <laughs> you know, when people come to us with something, when we hear something, why we got to overanalyze the situation, overanalyze them? That's not what we're here for. Put on the believer hat, guys. Put on the believer hat. Put on the believer hat. It just reminds you of the scripture when they called Jesus to the, to the, to the conversation and they had caught the woman in, in adultery and they say to Jesus, what, what should we do? What should we do? You know, the law says that, the law says that we should stone her. And <laughs> what Jesus does is, he sits there, and, or he just stands there, and he looks around, and, you know, he goes down, and he starts drawing. You know, and, of course, the scripture briefly talks about it, but I want you to realize this. How long was Jesus drawing for the time that he got up, everybody be gone? He was drawing for a long time, let's be real. But the thing is that as he's drawing, that's him taking the decision of the news that he heard in a very, very hard position. Law versus law versus what is right. The same man that said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. 
he stands there and he starts drawing the line. And as he's drawing the line, he says a simple thing. All those who who are sinless, who have not committed a sin, cast a a stone. And no one can do a thing. I just pray for some people in this room because it's almost as if, like, God is telling me that. A lot of y'all, there's some cases, there's some things that you've been waiting to happen in your life but it's waiting on someone else's response. (laughs) Your news has hit somebody and they've been sitting on the news. They've been sitting on your news for a little bit and they haven't responded in the way they're supposed to respond. I just pray right now that the response that is needed for your case, I pray right now in a speedily fashion that the situation is changing. The situation is changing. The situation is changing. (laughs) There's another one that just came to me. There's some of you that the bad news has gone out about you. There's some news that that don't reflect who you really are that have gone out about you. They've been talking all sorts of stuff, mocking you all over the place. I want you all to know right now that they're silenced. They're silenced. Every negative news, every news that contradicts who you are, every news that contradicts what your family stands for, every news that contradicts what you as a believer believe in, I just pray that every voice, every mouth is silenced. If Saul realized that (laughs) his death would be the way it is, I don't even think he would want to die, let's be real. He had no choice. But a death that was made for Mockery, dishonor was now turned into honor based off the reaction of one group of people. They went there to the wall, took his body down, his son's bodies down, and they buried them in an honorable way. A way that, <laughs> a way that reflected not necessarily what he had done, but just reflected the fact of his positioning as a king. He should be buried where kings are. And Saul never knew because as I looked in the scripture, the reality is that Saul had done something for these people 40 years, over 40 years prior. <laughs> I don't know, that's a prayer point right there. There's some people <laughs> that are sitting on the favor that you've helped out in the past. There's some people that you've helped out that you've sown some seeds for <laughs> that have the answer. I pray that it will not take your death. It will not take a, a bad situation before you get to reap that fruit. There's some people that have been sitting over five years, ten years, that you've helped them do something, that you served them honorably. They have something that you need now. They have your position. They have the connection. (laughs) They have the ways for your success. They are the destiny helpers you've been looking for. I pray right now, speedily. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Somebody got to receive that. It's coming to you. (laughs) You've been working for a long time. You've been, (laughs) y'all already know, y'all been struggling a little bit. And you've been waiting. You've been waiting for that person to pick up the phone. You've been waiting for that person to finally call you. Right now, it's aligning. It's aligning. It's aligning. At this point, I want us to just rise up right now. And I just want us to pray this prayer that, God, as the news come to me, give me the wisdom. Give me the wisdom and help me to do the Christ-like thing. When the news come to me, Heavenly Father God, help me to do the Christ-like thing. Help me to do the thing that represents you. Give me the wisdom, Heavenly Father God, 
when that thing for my family comes, when the, when, when, when the concern comes my way, Heavenly Father God, <laughs> when, the, when the news that is meant to be a joke comes to me, Heavenly Father God, I pray, Lord, that God, I don't want to have a reaction of just another person, God. I want to have the reaction of a, of a Christ-like being, God. Whatever the case is, God, I want to commit into your hands, God. Lord, give me the reaction that you would have, Lord. Give me the wisdom, Heavenly Father God, to act with whatever news comes to my table, God. And at this moment, I want us to just bow our heads right now. Because <laughs> y'all have heard the y'all heard the message. But there's some people, whether online or in person, that there's an opportunity that's ahead of you right now to be in relationship with Christ, to renew your relationship with Christ. And you've heard what I've said, but it's now time for your reaction. It's time for you to act now. So if you want a relationship with Christ or you would like to rededicate your life, whether you're online or in person. If you're online, I want you to just say saved. But if you're in this room, I want you to courageously, because here's the thing, like I said, guys, to act takes courage. To act takes going out of, 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 of what you think you are. To act takes humility. So right now, if you're in this room, I want you to come here to the front. If you would like to rededicate your life to Christ or give your life to Christ, I'm not going to beg you. <laughs> the scripture records those who are brave. The scripture records for those who, who took the news and acted in the right way. So whether you're online or in person, this is your chance. Altogether, I want us to just say this. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you, God, for all the souls in this room or the people that are watching online, God. I just pray, Heavenly Father, God, that even as we've heard this word, God, I pray, Lord, that we respond in the way that we're supposed to respond, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, that uh, as we go into this week, Heavenly Father, God, Lord, the things that may come to us, Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, God, help us to take it to our trench, Heavenly Father, God, and address it, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, within this room, every single individual, Heavenly Father, God, will be the people that will change this city, God, in the spiritual realm, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, Lord, when the news comes to the table of the individuals in this room, Heavenly Father, God, Oh, Lord, we know that things are going to shake for the good, God. We know that things are going to change for the good, Heavenly Father, God. Oh, Lord, in our families, we know that things are going to change for the good, God. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, God, in our communities, we know everything is going to change for the good, Lord. We just equip ourselves, Heavenly Father, God, for what is ahead, Lord. We equip ourselves, Heavenly Father, God, for what you're going to task us with, God. We do not take it for granted, Heavenly Father, God. We do not take the authority you've given us, Heavenly Father, God, for granted. We say thank you, Lord. We pray that this will not fall on thorny thorny ground, Heavenly Father, God, and we will practice this, Heavenly Father, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said... 
Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.